All right, everybody. Thanks. It's it's great to hear you. I'm sitting here with Justin, uh, our prospect expert, our pseudo scout, the guy who gets out there, goes to the fields, checks it out, actually creates vacation plans around minor league player games. Um, so he's here tonight, and I'm here tonight to to really talk about the things that fantasy reputations are made of, and that is picking the right rookie. You're the one who picks the guy who puts you over the top. You own that forever, and it's a great feeling. And so we're here to help you out tonight and figure that out. So, Justin, are you ready to do this? Yes, I am. All right, beautiful. So first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the top contributor. This is the player that we think is really has the potential to be rookie of the year who's going to really contribute to your team and if you put the money down you're going to get at least that money back or maybe even a little more and i'm going to start i'm going to talk about gavin lux i love this guy he's a middle infielder for the dodgers plenty of opportunity for him to play he's going to be playing in a lineup that is stacked he's got a phenomenal makeup he's been successful at every level the Dodgers themselves. It's just a successful team. And check out these numbers. In the minor leagues last year, he had a 347 batting average. He had a 1.028 OPS, 26 home runs in 113 games. And Justin, this guy has a great fucking name. So obviously he's going to rake, right? Totally on uh, on par with that. Um, I've read uh, Chase Utley-like comps on him, and I, I don't think it's yeah. too far-fetched. Um, I think that he's absolutely going to be a uh, five-category contributor. Um, you know, you touched on the bat. He's got, uh, he's got that pop, you know, but he, he's also got some speed there. And I think that he's going to be a hell of a number two hitter in one of the most potent lineups in the NL. Actually, in one of the most potent lineups in baseball, if not the top, top team. Maybe he doesn't make it to uh, the number two hole his rookie year, but ultimately he will be. And for drafting dynasty leagues, it's the long haul that we're looking at. All right. So who do you have? Who do you think is a top contributor this year? Who's going to come in and could be a rookie of the year? You know, I'm going with uh, Sean Murphy. Yeah. Call me a homer because I'm an A's guy, but um, his defense is going to help him play. In his debut last season, he slugged 566, which isn't a joke for a catcher. I think that uh, you can expect a 250-ish average, maybe around 15 home runs, 50 RBIs, and 50 runs. Those are some pretty stout numbers. I think the A's have a pretty underrated offense themselves, mm-hmm. mashing in there with Matt Olson and Matt Chapman and see what Simeon can do, and, and Murphy's going to be right in there. But uh, the big reason why I think that uh, Murphy is going to be the top contributor in my eyes is that catcher is so thin. Murphy is the only rookie I can think of being a top 12 at his respective position. If he slid into the uh, back end of like a top 10, top 12 uh, at that position, I think that that's realistic for him. That's why he's my top contributor. Beautiful. The luck of the Irish. Just in time for St. Paddy's Day, you go ahead and draft Sean Murphy (laughs) and have yourself a, a good little season, right? Yes. So let's move on to the value pick. So this is a pick that we think you're going to be able to get this player for a low price and is that this player is going to provide good value for that price. In other words, at or above what you pay for them. Who do you have, Justin? You know, I got a prospect with the Orioles, Ryan Mountcastle. Uh, You're going to be able to draft him for next to nothing. Plays at uh, first base. Like catcher is a relatively top-heavy position there. 
kid. I think he really figured it out last season in AAA. I think that uh, he's going to be able to give you a 270 average. He's going to give you some pop. I think that above average bat with above average pop, you know, with an ADP of, gosh, around 300, um, <laughs> you're really not going to get much uh, more value than that right. out, of a, uh, out of a weak position. So it, and the opportunity is there for him in Baltimore, right? There's, there's nobody really blocking him of any significance, right? Yeah. I mean, they're thoroughly in rebuilding mode. You know, guys like Ryan Mountcastle, I mean, they, they really want to see what this kid has in 2020. You know, he might not have the protection, but if you're wanting to uh, take a gamble on a guy late, I think Ryan Malcastle has a chance to be the top contributing rookie first baseman this season. That's great. And and it's interesting. I also have a first baseman as a value pick, and I'm picking Evan White. He's a first baseman in the Seattle Mariners organization. And look, this this kid's got a polished bat. He knows how to put the bat to the ball. His hit tool is his carrying tool. And in my opinion, if we're still playing in a live ball era, if he can put bat to ball, he's going to have some some good impressive power numbers. Now, this kid has a spectacular defense. They say that at first base that he could actually be a gold glove winner in his first year and Defense always plays, right? So it plays into opportunity. No one's trying to figure out how can we put him into the game. He can actually play there. His numbers in the minors last year, he had a 293 batting average, an 838 um, um, OPS, and he had 18 uh, home runs. And in my opinion, this is a guy you can get at the end of your draft. You can fill him in. And it seems like the Mariners are actually going to give him a chance to play. I think he's a good value pick. Evan White, very vanilla pick, I know, but that's that's where I'm at right now. You know, as you mentioned, the playing time, it's absolutely going to be there. Uh, you know, the Mariners are also in a rebuilding mode. I think also you shouldn't discount the six-year, $24 million contract that uh, the Mariners gave him. Right. I think that that, uh, that like solidifies the fact that uh, he's going to be their first baseman of the short term and the long term. I think uh, we're going to be seeing a heck of a ball player out of Evan White. I think you're right in line. Let me move on to bust, and I might surprise some people with this pick, but I think Luis Robert is a bust. He's going to be a bust this year. Now, look, this guy is absolutely loaded from a from a potential talent perspective. So the good is that you know last season, the season in the minors, he had 32 home runs, he had 36 stolen bases, he had a 3.28 batting average. I mean, this seems like Mike Trout of the minor leagues, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to be playing in a lineup that is. Again, I think this lineup is loaded. I think the opportunity is there. He's got his new contract, so clearly they're not going to hold him back. And look, this kid looks like a beast. I mean, he is big and he is fast. Now, but there's some bad. I have uh, I have three bad points: plate discipline, plate discipline, plate discipline. He swings at the off-speed stuff too much, and I think the major league pitchers are going to eat him alive. I think he's going to get put down into the lineup. He may even go down to the minors just to work on that off-speed stuff. So my my advice is stay away from Luis Robert. I uh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, everything that you mentioned, um, in addition to the uh, unfavorable plate discipline that you would like, <laughs> possibly uh, more worrisome is actually his 
swinging strike rate and missing on pitches inside the zone. Yeah. He has been uh, worse than average uh, in every single season in his uh, in his minor league career. You know, as we mentioned with White, you know, we did sign that contract, so it's a high probability we see him right now. But yeah, I, I just really expect a, a very rough batting average. Um, he's going to connect on a few of them, but... Gosh, you know, I'm seeing an ADP around the eighth round, and that is just, that is not happening. Yeah, well, I'm glad you agree with me. So far, we've agreed with each other all the way through, so that must mean we're right, right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So who you got as your bust this year? Uh, So um, I'm actually uh, taking my bust to the north side of Chicago, and I'm I'm picking uh, middle infielder Nico Horner. So uh, the thing that... um, you know, I'm I'm advising listeners to stay away from is uh, really just the the Cubs brand. Nico's uh, first round draft pick pedigree. Uh, you know, the thing that uh, I dislike about him, he really doesn't have a standout tool. You know, I I think he might be able to give you a, an empty 280 batting average. I mean, mm-hmm. um, which really isn't all that. You know, he might be able to uh, to give you double digit home runs, maybe some double digit steals. But I mean, at this point, uh, middle infield in baseball um, that's a power position. Second base and shortstop are both stacked. I think if you take the name and um, you know the team away from Nico Horner's numbers at the end of the season, uh, you're going to be looking at waiver wire fodder, you know, wondering why you even picked this guy up. So essentially what we're saying is we're bust on the Windy City young players this year, right? Yeah. And that's uh, possibly from uh, my, my St. Louis roots, um, dogging on the Cubs there. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I legitimately think uh, Nico Horner really isn't somebody that, uh, that I'm interested in. Okay. So Beautiful. Now we we brought all of our uh, fans from Chicago down in the dumps. They're probably <laughs> not even listening to us now. But um, let's let's turn around. Let's let's end this uh, mini episode on sleeper. Who do we think is someone that won't that a lot of people don't know about, but is actually going to give a lot more in value than what they're actually going to be drafted at? You know, I think people are sleeping on Joe Adele's uh, minor league teammate Brandon Marsh. I think that uh, you know. Pending some playing time, it, yes, I'm putting him in the sleeper category because mm-hmm. you know he's obviously not going to overtake Trout. Joe Adele's Joe Adele. <laughs> you know, Justin Upton is is over there in left field, and I think that uh, Anaheim's excited about his prospects. I think it really showed that um, he figured some things out um, in 2019. He was right in there for the MVP of the Arizona Fall League this past season with a 3.28 batting average. Uh, he did that following a, a, an even 300 batting average in Double A. Um, the guy's always been lauded for his athleticism. Um, you know, he's not just uh, a contact guy. Uh, he's had consistent walk rates over 10 percent um, in each of his uh, minor league stops. You know, he's been able to elevate the ball a little bit more. Um, He's uh, eclipsed a 30% fly ball rate uh, this past season, which means that um, his hard hits are finally going to be going over the fence. And uh, I tell you what, I think we're going to be looking at uh, a 280 average with 20 home runs, 15 stolen bases. And with that uh, left-handed swing, six foot four, 215, that reminds me a lot of Marlins Christian Yelich. Oh my. Okay. Wow. Oh, uh, so 
I love it. So this is, you've even got some strategy in here, right? Everybody's looking at Adele and you're saying, look, no one's going to pay for Marsh. Let's go ahead this way. I love that. That is exactly what a sleeper is all about. I think Marsh can really make some uh, late pick drafters very happy about it. Beautiful. Great. I mean, I, as always, I love the homework that you put into this. I mean, you're looking at fly ball rates. You're really going into the numbers, and I think that's fantastic. So my sleeper, you mentioned St. Louis, is Dylan Carlson. I mean, this kid, I love this kid. He's a switch hitter who obliterated the Texas League last year. And he did it really young for the levels that he was playing at. You know, he's he's pretty good from both sides of the plate, uh, or he's excellent from both sides of the plate. He's a little better from the left side of the plate, which I think will help him. His numbers last year, 26 home runs, a 292 batting average, a 914 OPS. There's a lot of opportunity in, he's got to win it. I mean, there's they have their outfield slots filled, but I think there's opportunity for him to win a spot out of spring training, or if not, definitely soon after. And then you just sprinkle in the intangibles. I mean, the Cardinals seem to have this pixie dust with outfield prospects. They're just able to somehow develop these players and that, you know, their system must be solid, right? Yes. And, and then, you know, the last piece is this kid is from Elk Grove, California. And it's an area that has produced MLB players, Dustin Pedroia, Riz Hoskins, Buck Martinez, Fernanda Vina. That's just to name a few. So there's something about this kid that tells me. Go ahead and draft him. He's going to do good. This guy's going to have a long major league playoff career. Or excuse me. This guy's going to have a long major league baseball career. And I think he's going to give you way more value than what you have to put down for him. So do it. And yeah, playing with the Cardinals, he will uh, have many seasons in the playoffs. You're right about that. (laughs) Well, Justin, this was fun. We're going to do this uh, all throughout the season. We'll take different perspectives. We'll look at maybe deep dynasty leagues. Where were you going? Maybe we'll take a look at the Caribbean or Central America. We'll also uh, have an opportunity to share with listeners uh, notes. We actually, you you actually go out when you're seeing the games, and I know you like to do your own scouting reports. And I think. What we're going to do for the Stealing Signs listeners is really share that with them. So what do you say? You're going to do this again? Absolutely. All right, brother. Great job. This has been fun. It's been really good doing this with you, and we'll talk to you all soon. Always is. I'll see you later. All right. Bye.